Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Jules. We are helping dental assistants get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Jules and I have been dental assisting for a long time. We may not be experts, but we sure are old. (laughs) What we're doing is we're going online. We're finding that some dental assistants are running into humps with their team, with their dentist, with the career field. We are dissecting them, pulling out those pearls, and helping you get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Okay, guys, it's time for you to figure out this ordering thing. Either your dentist has not delegated that to you or you already have the task and it's overwhelming. Check out Zen Supplies. They are the next generation of ordering dental supplies in an online platform. It literally is almost like having an Amazon account for your dental office. They are helping DAs save their dentist money and get their time back all the time that you spend looking up products, trying to figure out how much stuff you have, how your budget is going to be allocated. Literally, it's all in one place. So if your dentist is getting ready to delegate to you and say, you know what, I want you to take this ball and help us with our ordering so that we can get our costs down, make sure that we have the proper supplies and we're not over ordering or under ordering, but just being held accountable and and giving you this master tool that's truly gonna help get you rockstar status. So go check them out, www.zensupplies.com. Okay, we're recording. (laughs) All right. Okay, so guys, we had a listener reach out and say, is there any way you guys can come up with some content that's specific to the new dental assistant? And Jules and I were like, okay, well, it's been so long. I almost forgot what I didn't know. So we reached out to you guys to find out what your burning questions are. <laughs> Jules, what did we get? Well, we got a lot of newbie questions, which is great because this is what it was all about. So we're going to go through and answer those. And the first one we got, pull up the picture, was, does your back hurt every day? LOL. Yeah. Yes. And every other part of me. (laughs) Listen, I'm 46. I got a lot of parts hurt about right about now. I mean, come on now. No, I I think your back will hurt if you don't have the proper positioning. Mm-hmm. So we really need to focus on how are you in that chair? Are you standing? Are you leaning too much? Are you, you know, turking your neck and everything? So really, yes, your back will hurt if you are not used to using it to support your positioning. Does that make sense? Yeah. Ergonomics guys. So, um, I, I stopped sitting in 2006. Yes. Mm-hmm. 2006, I stopped sitting and I started standing and okay. with the right shoes. I mean, you can do micro movements. I know like Katrina Klein always talks about being able, you know, cause that's cell death, right? Is when you sit too long, you get cellular death. And, um, yes. and, and I'm able, I mean, as long as you have a decent core, you can right. distribute your weight and you can do micro movements to not only see better, but to, I always feel better like than I do when I sit. Yeah. And I think if you get up from a position and you're feeling sore in areas that 
said, you didn't even know you had muscles in, then you need to look at your positioning. Is your doctor positioned correctly? Is the patient positioned correctly? It's all about that positioning. So I would definitely look at your positioning and then also do some you know, stretches. Katrina has some great stretches, um, great things to do. You know, um, it is all about that upper body. I mean, you're not really using mm -hmm. your legs and you are using your upper body to, you know, hold the suction and, and just kind of keep back. So I definitely would look at that. So for larger endowed women, uh, such as, you know, some people you might know. Sports bra. Sports bra sports people. Bra. Sports bra. <laughs> Maybe two of them, but sports bra. Yeah. You, you need it just to help center of gravity, guys. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I don't know how many times I've rested my boob. <laughs> Someone should my accident. <laughs> I mean, how many times have it happened? Oh, <laughs> you know, that's why they made the meme, right? <laughs> nowadays, yes. Nowadays, it has it hasn't happened, but you know, <laughs> we have to be careful what we do nowadays. So, all right, next question. Good ways to learn codes and stay busy when a patient cancels. So let's go over our staying busy with the patient cancels. What are some things you do? Oh man, uh, I got so much stuff lined up. You know, the more you learn, the more you are responsible for. <laughs> right. And you don't get mm -hmm. bored. Um, no. Cleaning, you guys, seriously, organizing, cleaning. You can never cleaning. do too much of that. Never. No. There's always it something to do you know, start going through your drawers, start going, looking at expired products, start managing your inventory. You know, are we overstocked, understocked? Um, do we have everything that we need? I mean, a lot of times we get busy during procedures and we're getting up away from the chair. So if we're getting up away from the chair during a procedure to get something, then something's not right. So during downtimes, these are a good thing to sit down with your doctor and say, oh, let's go through our procedures and calibrate and make sure that we can get through it smoothly. A to B to C to D, so on and so forth. You know, cleaning around the base of the chairs, they always get forgotten. Um, you know, just doing the maintenance on equipment, that's important. A lot of the yeah. equipment has maintenance. You know, the sterilization machine, no matter what one you use, has a maintenance guide. Uh, testing your water, you can test your water. Um, you can do your lines. You can clean out your lines and your traps, right? right? Flush your water lines and everything. So there is a lot for us to do that we should never be bored. We should yeah. never be bored. I don't have anything to do because there's and always it, something to do. If for some reason you are bored, that's where Rhonda's mind kicks in. It says, ground marketing, start getting some pamphlets ready and go door to door and say, hey, I'm the neighborhood dentist. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Or you know, start with a reactivation campaign. I mean, I'm sure you have patients that left for some reason and maybe they just forgot and, you know, start sending out or maybe networking. If you're a specialist office, go to the general office and network with them, drop off what's about your practice and what's going on with that. Cause that stuff is important to build those relationships, but yeah. I don't ever think we should be like, Oh, we have nothing to do. Cause there's always something to do. Oh, well, you know, like Teresa Callahan from mm -hmm. the dog group, she yes. uh, was working for Endodontist and they rented an ice cream truck 
and drove around to the different general dental practices and handed out ice cream. Oh my God, that is crazy. So smart. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So smart. That is so smart. Why didn't we think of that? In the middle of summer, you know, because then you get to mingle, you get to do something nice. You know, it probably doesn't cost an arm and a leg, but right. it's just something that you won't forget. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And then with the codes, so insurance codes um, are very important to learn correctly and what each of them means and how to build them properly. And Teresa Duncan is a great resource for this. She's, a, you know, a guru in insurance coding. Hers is, uh, I think it's called Odessi Management. I think that's how mm -hmm. she pronounces it. I always say Odyssey, but I could be wrong. But you can Google Teresa Duncan Dental Insurance and she will pop up all over the internet. Um, and Charles Blair, he has books. Yeah that are highly recommended about learning how to properly code, what do codes mean, and stuff like that, and how to use them, when to use them. That stuff is important, and I think it's important for a dental assistant to know. You know, I think everybody should be cross-trained, whether they use it every day or not. Um, I use my codes every day, well, because I mostly work up front now, but I had to dust off my skills today. Whoop, whoop. I got my hands going. Little wet um, So I was a little scared <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I asked the guy, I go, we survived. I asked my boss, I'm like, we survived today. He's like, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I go, nope, it wasn't. <laughs> so, you know, you utilize some good solid resources for learning things like that. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, the top 10, make your top 10 list, you know, yeah. a 2391 yeah. or, you know, if you're doing the crowns, like how you just make your top 10. And once you get those nailed down, then kind of like trickle out into all the other codes that you don't use all the time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Use your most popular ones like your, you know, D1110 and your, your profi code and, you know, maybe your 2392, your composite code. I mean, mm -hmm. things like that, things that you can really say, oh, I need to know that. But, um, and, and it makes nowadays, you much faster, you have, <laughs> faster, Faster. Yeah. Don't spew it off to the patient because they don't understand. Just tell them you have a two-surface filling. Don't give them the code. They won't understand yep. it. Top and the side. That's <laughs> right. Top and the side. All right. Our next one was, how do you deal with gaggers during x-rays? You don't. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. As a person who's been thrown up on more than once, um, I guess my top three would be, you know, have the patient seated upright. You know, you can recline them to actually seat the maxillary impression, uh, the tray, but and, uh, put them back in the upright position. Have them lean forward. I tell my patients, I'm like, you have this, this really cool dental necklace on. It's got plastic on one side, so feel free to drool anywhere you'd like. Because what I've seen is they, they, they tend to start gagging when they're trying mm -hmm. to contain their saliva. But right. if you give them permission to just lean forward and let it come out, then they have a lot better tolerance to the material. Um, there's pressure points in your hands. So there's a pressure point between your index finger and your thumb. So you can mm -hmm. instruct the patient to pinch and apply firm pressure during the, in the mm -hmm. impression, uh, breathing through your nose. And I know we used to use like salt on the tongue. Uh, you could put oh, it on like the posterior region. It yes, would be spray. And, yeah, spray. They have spray and everything. Um, I just tell a patient to breathe through their nose. Um, and if it gets too much, then I bring them over to the panel machine. So I'm kind of not very, um, I give up easily on that one because I don't like throw up. 
and if they throw up, I will throw up. <laughs> so, or someone's gonna have to clean it up. But, or I will call someone else in. I will not, I do not mind calling someone else and just saying, you know what, you do it better than I do. You're the hygienist, you do it 24 seven and you know how to work with this kid, you go do it. So I think it's really finding what works and having patience, having, cause it's difficult for the patient. Mm -hmm. It's not as easy and bendable as film. You yeah. Know, so every center. year you should do like an annual impression on yourself. Do you know, to be empathetic and sympathetic. Yeah. You know? Well, they were talking about x-rays. Oh, I thought we were talking about impressions. Oh, uh, let me see. Hold on a second. <laughs> oh yeah. No, gagger during x-rays. I read it. Okay. I, yeah. There is a question about impressions though. <laughs> <laughs> But those tips and tricks will work with impression or x-rays too. A yeah. gagger's a gagger. I mean, they're going to gag if you retract their tongue. They're going to gag if you touch their tongue. They're going to gag. So no matter what you need to do, there's gagging rules and stuff that you can follow and help make the situation better, no matter what well, you're doing. It, so. If it's x-rays, be quick. Make sure your sensor's yeah. ready to go. You're fired up mm -hmm. in the software. Mm -hmm. Like be as quick and, and head to the door, even have somebody hit the yeah, button for you. And your like, machine is on mm -hmm. and is ready to go because yes, they are gonna be very uncomfortable for a couple seconds. Um, let's see. When graduating from school first Dental assistant job, just like you thought it would be. Any answers, Bueller? Are you there? I, I'm, I'm coming in and out. I'm hooking on my. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Okay, I hooked you up on my hotspot. Okay. Oh. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> oh, can I repeat the question? For five hundred. <laughs> okay. When graduating from school is your first dental assistant job just like you thought it would be no you no. feel so confident when you graduate especially if you got really good grades and then you get thrust into the real world and it is overwhelming you realize all the things you don't know and um it's it's just it's a lot and um yeah it took i would honestly for me it was three to five years before i really felt like i was good at my job yeah. And whether you went to school or you were trained on the job, it is not easy for the first couple of years being a newbie assistant on, in any practice, on any job. And maybe it might be your dream job. And I hope that everybody gets lucky the first time they go out into the field and lands that perfect office. Um, but most of the time, it's difficult. It's frustrating you're thrown into the job, you're not given the right tools for success. Nowadays, maybe a little bit more, but back then, it, you know, when I started, it was like, here you go, and you know, your first patient, and you're like, okay, do I put the bib clip, you know, around his thigh? I mean, I don't know where I put this thing, you know, because nobody's really showed, yeah. Nobody has gone through and really onboarded you. So the one thing I can say about having your job or your career be successful is is getting people to show you how they want things done in their practice so that you don't get frustrated and then they don't get frustrated yeah. so yeah. you know it'll take you 
I'm hoping, I mean, I was in the same practice for 24 years after my first job. That was my second job. But I'm hoping that maybe you can find a practice that you stay with for one to two, maybe three years and grow with and then, you know, transition to something else. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, just, it's normal, you guys. I mean, it's, it's normal. It totally is. It's nobody expects you to get out of the school or be on the, or get trained on the job and be perfect. And even after all these years, I'm not perfect. I had to learn today. You know, our assistant Kim was out and I had to learn, you know, some new routines and ask questions. That's what you can do and, and say, okay, do you want this next? Do you want this next? Are we going to do this? I mean, I have my own way. I do things, you know, like seating and greeting the patient. Yeah, that's pretty routine, but I hadn't system on a composite. I surely heck didn't assist him on an extraction lately. And I was like, what you want? What? Oh, hold on. Let me go get that. You know, like. So, I mean, we muddled through, we made it through. Kim, if you're listening, your job is safe. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But I'm just saying like, it's no, I don't even think, and even when you go to your second job or your third job, no job is perfect, right? Mm -hmm. It all, you know, you learn new things, you get frustrated with some things, you know, you want to become an airway champion like Rhonda. So your practice, you know, you go work at a practice like that. So, I mean- it's evolving. Your position and role evolves. Your career evolves. And if it's not evolving, well, then we need to find a new career. So that's why I yep. feel. So what's the next question? Someone sent us a smiley face. Smiley face I got you. Horizon Dental. Horizon Dental. All right. Best tips for taking x-rays with a nomad. Nomad. Please. Okay. Parallel. (laughs) You know, it's just like if you had an x-ray on an arm, you know, bring the chair up to you. Do not go down to the patient. Bring them up to you so that you can be parallel with them. Uh, Don't drop it and and make sure you wipe it down with the right stuff uh, because those, Mm -hmm. the outer, like the, the, the bone structure of it, I mean, it's very sensitive to chemicals Mm -hmm. and i we've had to send back several because the frame itself cracked, not because it was dropped, yeah. just by cleaning it with the wrong stuff. Right. Um, so parallel. Parallel. <laughs> Bring the patient up. Um, I would say. Oh, your, your strap so you don't drop it. Well, yes, if it comes with a strap. So it comes with a strap. Um, it's very heavy. And if you've not used it before, have someone practice, practice, practice mm-hmm. using it. And read the manual for instructions because a lot of assistants use it wrong. You are not supposed to hold it against your body. You are supposed to hold your arm straight out and parallel to the floor, like Rhonda said, Mm -hmm. because the beam needs to go over the top of your head. Yes. And if you have your arms close to your body, the beam is going to hit your forehead. Now, I don't know if that's exactly true, but this is the science behind it. So I've never, you know, I don't know, but it's, it's very, it's very, um, awkward. It's very heavy and you have to pick it up, put it down. It's not as easy as a, um, wall mounted. I find it's very difficult. Um, especially if you're an older assistant like me and your hands are a little bit weaker, you know, you might not be able to hold it as long. And then the patient moves or you move. You know, because it really, it's your, the stability yeah. is all you, 
all you. So I would say if you are working with a nomad, watch some videos, practice makes perfect, right? You're almost perfect. Um, practice taking a periapical, practice taking a full mouth series, which I find takes 10 times longer with a nomad than it does with a regular wall mounted because you have to pick, put it down, seat the page, you know, put it back up, what to do, 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 do. So it's a great device for um, kids, you know, because they move and they're antsy. And by the time you would walk out of the room to push the button, boom, they've already moved and your x-ray is done. So I just say, you know, why? watch the um videos they have have you know one of your teammates sit in the chair i mean that's what we do is practice on each other i think that's a great way to learn so yep yep so all right now i don't even know who makes a moment so i hope they're not listening no, i'm just kidding <laughs> all right so i struggle to get good upper impressions any tips hey there we are I got to impression some way, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. So the uppers. Um, okay. So don't overload your tray. After you've loaded your alginate, take your finger swipe and then kind of do an angle at the posterior region of the tray. Seat it back to front. Okay. And once you get in there and it's stabilized, grab with two fingers and pull the lips down. So do this, I do this, I do this. That way you get all of the vestibule and make sure you you hold those keep it stabilized but back to front and i guess it depends on what kind of impression material you're using too right that that is for me that's the key one know the material you're using just don't start to use it read the directions they are there for a reason so any material that you're not familiar with and if you're having issues with your impressions always read the directions first because it could be the temp of the water right mm -hmm. or you just put the wrong mixing tip on, um, or you didn't, you know, you, you wore latex gloves when you were supposed to mix the putty and you're not supposed to wear latex gloves with the putty. So there's a lot of reasons why your impression could not turn out right. It's a factor of things. It's sometimes it's not just one thing. So within the impression too is, is your technique. So practice on someone. So I'll get my bear, see my bear here. So, even though this is huh? I have the actual models. The models. So when I take my impression, I bring the patient up, so they're a little bit above me, so I can see the distal of their last tooth on the upper arch, and then I take it and I put it in there, and I look and I seat it front to back, like Rhonda said too, and it squishes up the front. Now I know in your dental assisting books, and then I hold it like this underneath, right? Do you do that too? I do, yeah, this. Yeah, hold it. That way I have positive yes, pressure on each um, quadrant. Yes. And then, and, if, and, then I, and then I switch my hands and I bring my thing around. So I switch mm -hmm. my hands and I bring my, my thing around the lip. Yes, my lip. No. Um, <laughs> I do not do it like the textbook. I do not come from behind the patient. I can't do it that way. I don't know why I was never taught. But in all your textbooks, they tell you to kind of come behind the patient. I don't know. I can't see what's going on up here, so I don't insert it like that. Yeah, just, that's that's in the, the recline position. So they'll have you slightly recline them, come from behind, right. and then you see them. Um, and if you guys are using alginate, 
finger swipe on the occlusal surface will save you a lot of heartache. (laughs) Or that, take some cold water and wet that top of the alginate Mm -hmm. so you have no air bubbles. So I would say, I mean, the lower is pretty simple. You can see it, you can place it. It's right where you need it to be. The upper is where you want to make sure you seat posteriorly and then to the interior so that doesn't go down the back of the throat and just practice and take your time. You don't need to be rushed because I wouldn't want to have that done to me again. So I make sure I don't have to do it again on a patient. Now, nobody's perfect. I have to do them, although I love taking impressions and would do them all day long if I could. Um, But I really don't, you know, I just watch my technique and I take my time and I use a good material that I've always worked with just to to develop your technique. And that's what it really is, is about is your material and your technique. So just practice practice, 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 practice. And if it's about the placement, if you're having difficult placement and you're fine with the materials, just take an empty tray. Don't put anything in it and seat your hygienist or your other assistant in a chair and just practice putting it in their mouth. Sizing a tray matters, right? You have to have the right correct size of tray. So put it in their mouth and just try it in, try it in and, you know, learn how to get it in there without distorting the material, Mm -hmm. gagging the patient and getting the accurate. Yeah. I mean, the last thing you want to do is your tray hits that distal second molar and then, you know, it's no good. Yes. And you don't even know the feeling like, um, and, and, you know, if you guys are customizing your trays, you know, that Bunsen burner is your friend. You go back to the lab and if, if they have a kicked out canine, you go in there and, and feel free to modify the tray so that you won't have to like cry when you take it out and you realize that this scrapes, yeah. you know, the whole impression of the, the anterior portion is scraped or mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. Oh, oh but I use, we use putty and, and light body. So like a heavy yeah. body, light body, we wash. do the light body wash. I'm a yep. huge fan. Um, you know, it is a, a little bit more cost, um, and crude in that method, but I right. love the fact that you can do multiple pours um, mm-hmm. and it's very detailed. So it's like your master model, if you will. So if your doc's on board with that, I mean, for, for models, for people that are going to do wax ups and full mouth rehabs and, and all these other things, like, I think that's a great technique to learn. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. Uh, material wise, I was going to say something about materials and I totally forgot. I just say read your labels on the materials, and the, if the, if you are only taking um, impressions for study models or whatever, and the material's not working for you, ask to get your rep to get samples, because maybe there's something that works better for you. I mean, every yeah. dentist does it. Why can't dental assistants do it, right? I mean, they they don't like using certain products, and they will only use certain products. So we should be able to too. Yeah. And you know, it is, it is funny because Jules, you were talking about like when I lived in the Southeast and we had a lot more humidity than where I am now, Mm -hmm. it did change the time set for my, a lot of my materials. Like, you know, like on the box of the brownies and it says, if you're at a certain altitude, bake at a different temperature (laughs) level, you know, like I always thought about that. I'm like, it's it's true though. Like it affects, it affects your, your alginate. Yeah. So our last question of the evening, this was really good. This was fun to do. I think we should do it every week sometimes. All right. Um, Cause it's always interesting to see what people want to know. 
All right, best tips for taking bite wings in an FMX. Okay, uh, well, I like XCPs. Um, yes. I don't use the ring anymore just because I'm old and I feel like, I don't know, I just, I don't need it. Um, I still do like to use the, the mounting plate. Um, mm -hmm. Pretend it's a picket fence. <laughs> Whenever yeah. you're looking, you know, pretend you can see through the cheek and you're looking for that picket fence look. And, and, yeah. and it's hard when their teeth are crowded and just be open-minded to the idea if, if you've got some, you know, teeth that um, you just one set towards the palate, one set towards the buckle, like you may have to take one or two more radiographs in order to open that contact. You know, you can come straight in for a traditional bite wing, but yeah, just be smart about it. If you look on the screen or you develop it and you realize, oh my gosh, look at it, you know, I, I don't have the contact open, think about it. Like, okay, sh should I come from the, from the mesial or should I come from the distal? Like, just knowing what that contact looks like and pull that lip back and look, guys. I mean, right. just pull it back and take a look. And if, if there's a lot of crowding, think, of, okay, well, where are the angles? Where are the, the line angles of these teeth? And if you're using the XCPs, the RINs, they're called, it is um, very important to watch how your PID is to your arm of the RIN. Because if they're not equal distance apart, that is where you're going to get your horizontal angulation off. And that's where you're not going to, you're going to get the, it's going to look like they're overlapping, even though they're not. Um, that I use the ring, I use the whole setup. I can't um, take x-rays any other way because I'm kind of terrible at it. Um, I did used to, I learned on a snap ray with film. So I, but once somebody gave me that ring, I was like, bye-bye snap ray, I'm out of here. <laughs> um, but watch, and then watch your vertical angulation. Make sure that arm is parallel to the floor and that PID is parallel to the floor. If it is not, I don't move the, the x-ray head. I have the patient tilt their head and move it to yeah. the, so that it's easier. If the patient can keep it tilted and parallel that arm. So even when you're taking periapicals and you're doing this upper arch, on the upper right, you know, it shoots right up to the ceiling. Have them tilt their head to the right so the arm becomes parallel to the floor, and then you can get the PID right up close to it. So, like Rhonda said, the picket fence is important. If you stood in front of a picket fence, you can see through it. If you move to the left or the right, you can't. That's because you're doing the same thing with your x-ray head. So, um, practice, practice, practice. An FMX so on FMX, I start on the upper right, and then I go, I take one, two, and then I flip it down, and I take three, four, and then I change my setup, and I do five, six, seven, eight, and then I do three here, three there, and then I do my bite wings. Yeah. So the rins are easy to flip over. Instead of you changing them four times, you only change them twice, and you just move them along. So it, you can set up all your imaging software to follow that pattern. Mm -hmm. So whatever pattern is comfortable with you. So if it's comfortable to start on the upper left, start on the upper left. If it's comfortable to start on the lower, start on the lower. You can create, I mean, I have EagleSoft. I've only used EagleSoft. Um, that's all I know. Um, so I don't know how the other software, imaging software goes, but ours, we can 
customize it to be Julie's template, to be Rhonda's template. However you like to take your x-rays, you can mm -hmm. have a template there. So. And then with kids, um, in order to avoid them moving, I always have them seat their head flush on the, the, the headrest. Because yes. it's a point of stability for those guys, you know, because if they're left to their own devices, I, I guarantee you they're going to move at some point. But if you have them gonna, stabilize yeah. their head, you're much less likely to have to redo it because of the moving. Yeah. And they're, they're going to move their tongue and push the x-ray out mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. So. Oh, and I those, um, the foam pads too for bite wings. Mm -hmm. We have those. I don't know the name of them, but they're like a little sticky with foam. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we use those a lot of times for our vertical bite wings. Right. Um, you know, because with the XCP or or whatever else you called it, what would you call it? A rim? A rim? R I N N. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. You know, so uh, if you if you get really good and you you know, you can use the little foam pads. And then you wouldn't use a rim, and that's the bisecting technique when you have to do it that way. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, x-rays are fun. I like taking x-rays. It's my jam. I took a good x-ray today of three and four. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> hey, talk about tori. What, I don't know if they didn't ask, but, um, what are your tips for lower tori when you're trying to take that anterior PA or, you know, trying to get that, uh, canine shot? Suck it up. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's hard. It'll make you pull your hair out. It is. I tell, I usually place the sensor on the, the tongue. Okay. And just rest it on the tongue and then have them look their chin way up to the sky and bring it up. Mm -hmm. That way it's not pressing too much, but you know, either that, get a peed sensor and hold it. Not that you're supposed to hold it. I know you're not. Sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do, you know, you sort of telling them to go get the, them removed so that you can come back and take x-rays. I mean, <laughs> that's yeah. a pretty extensive, sur sur you know, uh, service for that. <laughs> um, no, I just, that's all I do is usually place, I rest it on their tongue. I let them get relaxed and then I move it into position. So I took a course a long time ago with some lady in x-rays and that's what she did. And Tanya works like a charm when they stick out their tongue yeah. and you have them place it and it kind of moves it right into position. So that and having them look up so that the x-ray is not hitting their chest area. It's, it's coming from a draft point. Ah, that's a good so. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Or looking down for this upper. Cause you can only put that nose head up so far, you know, so just have them tilted down. So it comes down a little bit and you can get a better angulation. Yeah. You know, we used to take the occlusal photos that way, like the occlusal radiographs. Do you remember those? Yes. The, big, the whole pre-maxilla. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. <laughs> a big, 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 big ping. Bite on it. Bite on it. I think they bite on it, right? Yeah. I always took it wrong. I always ended up with foil marks cause I did the wrong way. <laughs> Well, thank you for all your this questions. Is good. What else is in the? Oh, so we have our um, our uh, self care box coming out with second story promotions in Dental Assistance Worldwide Group. It's going to launch 
August. I'm hoping by August 15th. I'm just waiting for all the stuff to get here. And we'll mail it out September 15th. But it's for self-care. So we're going to mail it to the dental assistant. There's nothing, no dental products in it. Okay. These are products that are just for you to enjoy. I don't want, you don't have to bring, I mean, you can share them with people in your office, but it's not a bond <laughs> and it's not an etch and it's not uh, gloves or, you know, it's just not, it's for you to be like, yeah, here's some great lip balm. Here's some great lotion. Here's, um, I don't know what else they're sending or putting in, in the box, but um, it'll be just all geared towards you to have, you know, cause health is your best wealth. Right. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes we just need to be pampered, you know, yep. as a, so when you get that box, you can light your candle. Cause there will be a candle on that much box. I've been talking all day. Oh, I talk too fast. He's <laughs> like, you need to slow down. <laughs> Like I move along, chop, chop. I'm going to get it done. <laughs> I love that. I love the idea of a self-care box. Cause, um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys are like me. I, I've, I, I've limit myself to what I do for myself, but if it's literally a box for dental assistance, I mean, mm -hmm. that gives you the okay to say, I'm ready to, you know, take care of me. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm one of you <laughs> and we're going to do it. Feel it. Three times a year, we're going to have a fall winter box and then we'll have a spring and a summer box. And, you know, it's not a rolling subscription where you have to, you know, subscribe to it every month. It's just, here's the box. You want it? We'll ship it. And it's going to be affordable. Just you're going to cover the shipping. That's yep. it. That's it. All the items in it will be no charge to you. So, but we're excited. We're excited to partner with them and they were so supportive of it and, and they have a lot of ton of materials. So if your practice uses second story promotions, it's great. They have a lot of great products for, you know, patient giveaways. Oh yeah. Lots of marketing tons, options. Lots of marketing, marketing, marketing. So it'll be fun. But other than that, well, this was fun. This is so fun. I didn't get to say hump day. <laughs> oh, we didn't. No, we just, <laughs> we just rolled with it. Yeah. We rolled with it. Oh gosh. Well, well you guys questions, yeah. right? Yeah, do do what you did. We'll keep yeah. doing what we do. That's right. <laughs> That's all that matters. Yes. All right, guys. You guys have a great Wednesday and a great Thursday, Friday. Hopefully nobody's working on Saturday. Hmm. But and make sure that COVID does not rear its your ugly head and keep it down on the download. Wear your mask, wash your hands. Yes. So we don't have to go back yes. slide. Especially I'm in New York and I do not want to be there again. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Don't call it in. Just, you yeah. know, P's and Q's, dot your eyes. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great evening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Jules. As always, if you guys need to get to hold of DA Rockstars, we have Facebook and Instagram, Jules Varney at Dental Assistance Rock, Instagram or the website or Facebook. And find your tribe. Dental Assistance Worldwide Group is a safe, vetted place for dental assistants where we're connecting and sharing our stories and learning together as a tribe. At the end of the day, we only hope for you that you were a better version of yourself tomorrow than you are today. 
And that starts by finding your people who are motivated to do better and be better. But until next week, keep on suctioning.